Salutations, greetings and welcome to it. This is when Highbury was home. Episode 19, by the way. <laughs> Let me take just looking into life at Arsenal from a fan perspective. It's been a little while since we did one of these, you know. Life gets kind of crazy. Creative projects kind of pile up as well. Creative, you got to balance, you know, what is pertinent at that time. And then there's the passion project that you want to do as well. So working between the margins and make sure we deliver a great product any, anyhow, you know. So we pray you all, pray you safe. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review us on any DSP that you consume your digital media content. We last spoke, it's been a couple games leading up to a big game tomorrow. So I figured let's just recap and then we have the through what we're facing with City, right? So running back from the Villa game where the 6th of, of Feb, it was one of those games where Villa away, knowing what they did to us at home this season, I felt it should have been a let's get ours back game you know it's an opportunity for you to get revenge we didn't really rise to the occasion in that regard early on in that game Marley Watkins again <laughs> you know third minute scores and it was an uphill situation an uphill battle for us from there you know thinking playing that game was facing Emmy Martinez him keeping a clean sheet against us string third string whatever you want to call it with the Matt Ryan and Runison situation and we're thinking sold Martinez because the get back wasn't really much you know we're talking about 25 million pounds yes we said the team was light I don't feel that's what held up the party transfer we can't act like that's what held up the party transfer because then that's just mismanagement across the board we've let how many players walk for free or less than their market value you know the one player we actually recouped some money off of was the Alexi Wobi transfer to Everton that was one of the few transfers we actually saw some money come in and we haven't seen how we reinvested that you know the Alexis Sanchez we didn't really make a profit off of it but some monies came back in you guys spent that on Mkhitaryan and those wages were a waste for how long like that situation and how it was handled to the point where we sold him without a replacement coming in right start of the season then you sign Runison saying the goalkeeper coach likes Runison and has worked with him before so he'll be a great backup okay that's if you're saying he's maybe a transition goalkeeper in the backup role to maybe the two young goalkeepers in Otto Konko and Karl Hein that hasn't happened they haven't they've gotten maybe a look in the training but they haven't gotten a look in on the playing field right at first team level I am injured and then we have a situation where in this game Matt Ryan finally starts against Villa and we realize he's not all the way levels bro even for our backup bro we Arsenal in our best teams like at the goalkeepers we say Jens Lehmann hey David Seaman hey even Mamanino Munya hey hey you know yet they used to give the performances at the very least the same way we we started to give Bernd Leno leeway so you know he pulls off the stops when he needs to you can see he's maybe one or two mills for me you know for my liking yet he does pull off the stops when he needs to we saw it in the last game against 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 Leeds right he pulled off the stops at 4-2 you know so it's like he's, he's got it in him yet you very, at the very least you need a number two who can do their job you know at a very high level because we don't have that at our football club and it's costing us right now because it cost us three points against Aston Villa knowing that they got that one chance converted and knew they were going to sit back and hit us on the counter we're not that good going forward that we need to make sure that our defense is good because our attack line is hit and miss we got potential world-class players in there yet it sometimes gels sometimes doesn't gel and sometimes it's tactical you know, sometimes it's the personnel themselves not applying themselves. Sometimes it doesn't make you overthinking it and playing too many players that don't, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen, you know what I'm saying? And we have to go back and look at that game and say, Villa are good, but we should be better than that, you know, because that's two losses against Villa this season. That's the first time that's happened since the inaugural EPL season in 92-93, you know, and we're thinking, 
Villa were coming from a high of the 70s, 80s being good, right? You can understand how that early on Villa team could get us like that. It hasn't happened since until now. That's how far we've fallen from grace. Yes, they've had a resurgence, but it can't be a thing where if you look just in the middle of that, how far they've risen, how, 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 how like rather, pardon me, how high they've risen up and how far we've fallen, it can't be that we're falling into the point where they can beat us twice in a season and get the double over us, bro. That doesn't work, bro. It's like, in that game, as I was watching it, I'm saying, how does William come in before Martinelli? You know, because for me now, the substitutions that Miguel makes are very key in how it's hard to put faith in him as a fan. You know, because more often than not, you may few discrepancies when it pertains to the starting lineup. I sometimes have that with one or two players. I'll say, why are you playing Luis today instead of Rob Holding? Why are you why why are you starting? Emil Smith-Rowe on the left, rather don't start him and play somebody like Willian, even if you have to play Willian, fine, but rather play Martinelli, rather rather play Reese Nelson, somehow Reese Nelson doesn't get a look in the squad, right, and he was the guy who had a click for him after Europa League and now all the way out the squad, I don't I don't like the inconsistency that Miguel has, we say you don't reward players when they play well, you when players don't play well, you don't pull them out the squad, i.e. Willian. It's too many times now we've we boiled it down to it's the little conspiracy theory, but there has to be something written into his contract, right? With Kia saying he has to get a certain amount of games in, even if it comes off the bench, right? Because there's no way he's coming in ahead of Martinelli in a game like this against Aston Villa where it's open. They want us to play them under attack on the front foot so they can counter us. You need somebody who's more clinical, somebody who's more confident if that chance does fall to them. William is not that guy right now, bro. So it's like, I get it right now for Miguel. There's a couple selection headaches where you look up front, it's like Hazard or Aubameyang, you know, because on the left, you know, it's, it should be Martinelli, it should be Reese Nelson, right? On the right, you know, it should be Pepe, it should be Saka. In the 10, you know, it should be Emil Smith, it should be Odegaard. I can see you have selection headaches in there, yet moving players out of position to accommodate other players, that's not going to help us. You know, and something that Miguel needs to work out now, you know, because going forward, I feel in the league, something that could help him, because <laughs> the Benfica game is predetermined on it, our next game, you know, knowing that we've drawn 1-1, we've got the away goal, coolies, bro, we gotta go in and make sure we seal this game. Great, yet in the league, why are you overplaying some of these mandam who, for lack of a better words, could use that break away from games, you know, the Jacques, the Bellerins, could use the game away in the league to say, you know what, don't put pressure on these man them that we're going to grade you on Europa this season. Into it, yes, we'll get into the City game. Yet you could dent a lot of these man them confidence if you go with the strongest lineup and then they underperform and get smacked around by City, which they may do. But going into Benfica, <laughs> we don't need those. We don't need those, coach. We need a confident performance. And I feel the best way to instill a confident performance is put a confident morale around the squad. We saw what happened when injuries forced you to change it against Chelsea. And then Emil Smith-Rowe, Martinelli, Saka, it clicked with those kids behind, like I said, right? Positions in other places within your squad, right? Because right now you're running these mandem ragged. And some of them, the performances aren't levels, bro. I'd love to see one of the young goalkeepers get a run out, you know, because you know, from here on in, if we're going to be in the Europa League, touch word, not Lord willing, we're going to stay in the Europa League, we're going to be through against Benfica, we're going to need to get more performances out of our number one. You know, so for Bernd Leno to play very well, let's take the pressure off of him and let's not be a, make it a situation where when he looks at the game, he's like, but this is supposed to be my backup and he sucks. Rather put in one of the teenagers, put in Carl Hein, put in Arthur Gonko for a game. It's a big game, yes, against City, but for goodness sake, if we're going to lose, Lord forbid, 2-3-0, he for learns and takes that experience. If we 
draw one one even greater for that kid we win by the grace oh bro then that's even better for that kid right i think the same thing for you know miguel aziz charlie patino joel lopez and left back i've been advocating for that you know young hutchinson following bolligan i think it's the type of game you give him a run out and you say yo bro we haven't resolved your situation there, there you go again bro let's see what you can do because i'm looking at that euro the we'll get to it again but the Benfica game where you're not bringing on a striker and then Balogun is not even on the bench but Kazette and Kete are still sitting on the bench while you're bringing on I'm not getting it bro so we move on from that the Leeds game some positive some positivity a positive result Valentine's Day great win 4-2 you know and <laughs> quick fast we saw you know it's great to have a good goalkeeper because a good goalkeeper is better than none you know so <clears throat> We conceded two late goals, but Leno kind of kept us in the game as well, where with a lesser goalkeeper, that goes to 4-3, 4-4, Newcastle vibes, you know? feel Miguel is overthinking the Gabriel situation at, at centre-back, especially at the left centre-back situations, thinking he's solid, he's fine. He made a few mis- he made a mistake, not even a few, he made one mistake after coming back from the COVID situation, right? He was playing himself back into match fitness. He's okay. This whole thing of playing Luis next to him, trying to accommodate him, I get it. That's great management. Put a fellow Brazilian next to him, you know, they can relate better speaking Portuguese. Yet he and Holding had built up a good relationship. Let him continue to grow in that, especially knowing we don't know what's going to happen at right centre-back going forward. Yala paid holding and you've given him a new long-term deal that may be our center back pairing at least for the next six months depending on what we do regardless of what we do because if you go spend money on getting a right side of center back it's going to take time for that player to bed in right so we're going to need to keep growing that partnership i think miguel's overthinking that um we saw again why uber should start up front even though <laughs> the benfica game was another example of yes with a caveat i feel uber should start up front with a caveat about Uber starting up front in a game like that allows you to get the goals from him early, then you take him off and you bring on a Lacazette, one of the young strikers on the bench, right? Or if you're not winning the game yet and you're still chasing it, you can move him to the left side and bring Laka down the middle. So it'll be a change where you take him off an attacking midfielder to bring on a striker and you're moving on your strikers to the wing. Those are more attacking changes. That's more of a plan B, right? Yet he got his great hat trick. Great to see for him. I pray it leads to more goal scoring a run of goal scoring because two missed chances against Benfica bro that ain't it like <laughs> we saw against Leeds why you need to play the young creative miss behind the strike at all times Miguel needs to understand that that between Saka Odegaard Emil Smith-Rowe Martinelli Nelson behind the central striker at all times especially in this transition phase where we, whichever one of them between I guess Martinelli he's the one who's got I feel the highest potential to break out into a number nine type Alright, cool, let it be over time, because you also have Odegaard in that mix now that you may be looking to sign long term, right? We have good young creative mids that can always create something out of nothing. Play them as consistently as possible so we can see the best out of them, right? Because again, against Leeds, we saw Willian come in over Martinelli. I understand the game was supposed to be won at 4-1, so it should be a morale booster for him, and Miguel is only doing his job, yet at the end of the day, you could have cost us the game and cost yourself your job, right? Just by making that type of change where you're sitting there thinking, you don't always have to bring on William, bro. You really don't. Sometimes it's about bringing on the people who are going to impact the game positively and do the best for the game. Because right now, it's like, <laughs> you know, football manager style, you're losing fan confidence. Us as fans are looking at that and say, okay, now this is literally something that's happening underneath the table between you and the agent. There's no way this player keeps getting games and they don't perform and somehow they still keep getting games bro that doesn't work no ways bro so it's like real talk great game across the board from the first half perspective i like how we bossed the game put our chances away got the penalty put that away came back in the second half got it away early in the second half and then we kind of messed it up going towards the back end of the game you know and it's about game management a bit 
some pretty good performances just a little quick takeaway I think Leno was good across the back line I think they were all pretty good Louise although we said maybe shouldn't have played he had a pretty good game passing wise Cedric Suarez I think he was a bit subpar average and maybe could use a game off to rest he's been playing out of position as well we need to consider that you know and the dynamism doesn't always come from the left side when you consider he's right footed and whoever's playing on the left on the left side as well is also right footed further forward in the attacking midfield position it kind of compromised our ability to bring on a better ball on the overlap right I think Xhaka was pretty subpar as well although Ceballos bossed the game so that compensated for that that was pretty good to see Bukayo Saka yet again amazing performance and we'd like to see more of that bro because if he's continuing playing the way that he can play bro we can be the team that grows into who we may be over time right so that leads you know perfectly into the Benfica game where we thought I mean away from home we're playing against Benfica we shouldn't really be able to put in a performance I wasn't confident enough from the get-go you know like we were going into that game knowing we faced five different opposition from Portugal and we've beaten all of them bar Benfica, so we should be wary of them, right? We played them only back in 91, two-legged affair, right? We had lost to them, the, you know, 1-1 one, one draw first leg, we lost 3-1. We're not trying to repeat anything like that. So right now it's like, be more conscious of your opponents and the historical effects of we can actually perform a lot better as a squad, you know? So my little takeaways from that game, watching it thinking 1-1 one, one result, not the, not the worst result, especially considering that we conceded to them early second half and then we came right back right not too bad considering that in less than three minutes we're back level we got our way goal as well that's great for us so i mean looking at it you know pound for pound benfica can match us you know when you're just looking at the starting lineups coming in before the game being hey bro we're gonna need to be good both legs because sometimes in a european tie you think against certain opposition all you need to do is be good for the first leg put it away and then you will get the tie you know yet against a team where you have Fentog and otamendi in the back line Beasy, Julian Weigel, Adelta wrapped in the midfield. They still had Harris Seferovic and Franco Sevi on the bench, coached by a very good season coach. Bro, it's going to be tough, bro. We're going to have to be on our P's and Q's for this game. And I feel for me, the one of the things that stood out very quickly was in that centre-back pairing, you know, was that Rob Holding is a better centre-back yeah, the Louises, long term. Because I think Louise is a bit more imposing. Like Gabriel, Gabriel and Rob Holding, it's a thing where, although it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it, Gabriel is the more commanding of the two, right? He does, he, he goes by his job very quietly, yet he he does more of the business. And then Rob Holding can be more of the tidy centre back, the neat passes, and then Gabriel with the forward, more slaloming runs, you know, with the passes forward, the diagonal, the the diagonals, pardon me, the diagonal passes. He picks up more of the of the plotters, right? I like that partnering. With with Louise there, it's a bit more like somebody's trying to, you know, step on somebody else's toes, and I don't really like the balance it gives us in that back line, especially considering that we don't have our ideal fullbacks yet. We don't know what we're going to do on the right side with Hector Bellerin going forward, and I feel on the left side, Kieran Tierney is our long-term solution, yet the injuries, we need to work that out, so we need to have a better backup left back in that position to make sure there's some continuity there we can't be taking our backup right back and putting him at left back all the time bro that doesn't really work man my young needs to be more clinical because that's two missed sitters in that game where you think in Barcelona you trick right fresh off a hat trick against Leeds you inform right all it takes for you to just put one of those away the one with the freaking that eight minute chance when Saka puts you clear through after that nice run and I understand it's on your left side my G yet you've seen them strikers it's not about how pretty the goal is if you have to go with your right foot go with your right foot and stretch for that thing roll on the ground and get up and go celebrate then bro but get us the goal doggy
because that's not levels coming off a hat trick and then you do that like come on that's not my striker doggy and i know you've been going through a lot personally so we'll give you we'll give you a lot of room for that and say you know what we're praying next couple games you will get it back on your levels and you get us through this tie get us to the final and win us the europa league doggy all's forgiven man like real talk obuma blood clot young um real i think the lines man had a zooty before the game because them offside calls doggy like in the, in the end of the game it said 10 it felt like 20 to me watching the game but in the first 30 minutes there were at least five six of them right half of them not even a half at least 60 percent 70 percent of the first half ones were wrong it's like that when you look at them like i was literally laughing to myself watching the game like i'm not a fan for optimization taking away people's jobs but if we're going to start somewhere in football i see we got goal line technology Yo, replace the linesman with some fucking technology, bro. We'll have a freaking radar that tells us if we're offside. Because that's not going to work, bro. That's off, in, that, that's off emotion That That's not even off of you really reffing the game. You're just giving us offside for the sake of. Man is coming from behind offside, comes forward when the ball is played. If you didn't have enough view to see the ball being played and the man making the run, then give give the, the credence to the attacking team bro you can't keep saying okay because the defensive team is playing this highlight we're going to just give them the advantage because all it takes is that from now on if every ref was like that all we'd have to do is, as, as teams just play attacking high lines as defenders and we'll just leave you offside the old school way bro that's not football i'm not i'm not for that so it's like bro linesman bro nah we need we need better freaking officiating we thought it was just in the epl bro now in europe as well it's crazy man one of the things that for me my last takeaway from that game was like why in the world are you subbing off Ubuma Young and Emil Smith Rowe 77th minute with the game for the taking to bring on Martinelli and Pepe? I get it. You bring on two players who attack minded. You bring on one striker, one creative mid for arguably two wide players with two strikers on the bench in Lacazette and Nketiah, bro. That doesn't work for me, especially when you're considering the fact that you had a, a couple more subs in, in the tuck. You made a double change in the 90th minute anyway when you bring on your best friend, Willian. So you could have brought on... Nelly with Pepe and one of the strikers like Uber, I mean like 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 Laka, and then make a sacrifice to take off Xhaka or Ceballos early and say we're going to go with one in midfield, the three creative midfielders, the four creative midfielders, you're only going to have to walk back to support in tandem because like Zets up front, I know he'll press, we'll play 4-1-4-1, team bro. But what you did right there, it showed me that you were making a change for the sake of making a change so that we don't, we, don't, we don't complain about your changes yet again, which only leads to us complaining more about your changes because you don't know how to make subs. Like maybe you need a substitutes coach, you know what I'm saying? Or just says, it's like his job is just to make subs for you. Or, you or you give us a group chat and everybody on the whatsapp line we tell you what change to make and then by majority decision we make a poll because this shit's not working miguel bro you're a better coach than that you should be reading the game well enough to understand that if we get one chance here let it fall to somebody who is naturally inclined to finish it like a lacazette even in katia dog in europe you've seen what he can do right and he will run his socks off as well so you get what you wanted from the creative midfielders and the ability to run and press the ball and then you still get that goal scoring threat but to get basically neither when you're bringing on pepe late in the game for me at the 77th minute we maybe should have started the game right and then you bring on nelly where you've shown no faith in nelly now you show trust in nelly and nelly must work magic come on miguel bro come on miguel that's not levels doggy that's not levels which i guess for me perfectly like transitions me to the city game where i'm thinking now i want to see how good you are as a squad manager miguel because if you just go 
the the cliche where i'm gonna pick my so-called best squad against man city knowing that the result is probably gonna be a man city win at best for us a draw with that squad our, our quote-unquote first team then it shows how highly you think of yourself because if you can go and pull something off and say you know what let me pull some tactical changes you know what i'm saying let me put a game plan that can beat city with some of maybe my rotation players and my younger players and rest my first team them for the european tie against benfica in the second leg then i will see something in you miguel because those players have always delivered for you in games like this it's the inverse for you venga used to be able to suck in the other games knowing the big games with the players first team squad and they'll win the game for him you don't have that in there because some of your first team squad members they're not levels they don't really believe in you fundy Uzo. you believe in them more than they believe in you you know what I'm saying? You need to do something about that. Because thinking about it, we played 202 games against Man City in, in the history of this tie, right? This game, they first. 10 points clear. 10th. 8 points off the top 4. 6 points off the top 6. Started to do well. We understand that. Yet we didn't react to that. Even at the time, we understand that. Yet if you're not proactive, at the very least, for goodness sake, react. You know what I'm saying? Because we haven't done that for the longest time. Now we're coming into a game like this where you're thinking, like we said, 202nd tie against Man City, right? We've won 98 of those. There was a time when a preview, maybe about three, four years back, we're doing it for the blog site, and I said to myself, I pray we get to 100 before City. Not even to 100 before City, to get to 100 before City get close to us in the 70s. Right now, they're on 59 wins, 45 draws between us. And they've had the better of us for a while now, you know? Because they haven't dropped points against us since the 2-2 draw in April 2017. They've beaten us every single game since. Since 2017, my G. We haven't scored in our last three home games against City. Seeing them now thinking, first and foremost, to get a goal, to get a result. We have a couple things to check off this checklist, bro. They've beaten us seven successive times in the EPL. Stand, we got a couple in the, we got one win in the cup. That ain't levels, doggy. Like, to, to beat this lot in the league is pertinent, yes. We'll throw our hand and do too much in this game and risk the Benfica game. So we can actually beat them with a maybe a, a ragtag team, you know. Give them that thing where Man United played us in that A2. When you look at this, I understand our squad is a makeshift squad. Their squad also had a, a couple players playing out of position and some injuries going on there. And that's how they beat us. Because I think with their first team squad, they would have been scared of us. Because they knew we weren't levels at that time. We weren't, we weren't who we were supposed to be. Waiting, yet we've seen that they're not their best. You know what I'm saying? So if we can come in there and play to our best, even without our first team players, that's a marker laid down. I don't feel our first team players are ready to come and lay that down that market. Let's build our first team squad up for the next time we play City next season. You know, because we're looking for our first EPL win against City since the 21st of December 2015. We beat them 2-1. That's that's a long time to go without beating City, bro. I'm one of those where when they came into the world, I always said to myself, bro, at the very least, I know we'll always be good enough to beat City because they play attacking football, we play attacking football. When we play, it'll be an open game and we'll always have good enough players to beat them. That shit changed quick fast when they started buying all our players and we weren't replacing them with any any decent caliber players. Any caliber players would move them on. We wouldn't believe in them. It's like something has to give with it, bro. So I think this is the type of game where we can <laughs> we can lay down the marker, bro. For me, it's the free kick. You know, in cricket, they talk about the free hit. This is the free kick for us, bro. It's like, it's, it's a set play, bro. You know, go in and put your best foot forward. You know, shout out to Uno, the album dropping soon. You know, strive, persevere, overcome. I pray Arsenal strive, persevere, and overcome in this game because we need these wins, shawty. So yeah, um, party is still out for this game. Just a little bit of team news. Kieran is back again. Um, it would have been great to see him 
start off the bench yet knowing we don't have balanced left side Mikel won't play Joao Lopez Tini's gonna have to start at the very least and maybe come off you know 60th minute Lord willing with Arsenal 2-0 up you know but yeah my predict the lineup for this game Bert Leno and goals the number one stays the number one I'd love to see one of the younger players play but I'm going to try win some of my points you know I like to win so we're going to predict the lineup that I think will be closest to what Miguel may pick even with some changes I don't think he'll make a change in goal and he shouldn't make a change in goal if it's not for one of the teenagers so nah we'll stick with Bert Leno shawty Hector Bellerin would have been great to see him rest out as we do it right now if Miguel knows that Carantini is going to be fit enough to play I mean, it's tough because we don't have a backup left back either way. So you can't even start, you can't even start Cedric Suarez on the right back channel because then who backs up Carantini unless you carry Joao Lopez for this game? I don't know what the fuck. So Hector Bellerin's probably going to have to start at right back, bro. Rob Holding to come back in with Gabriel, I think. Just build up the combination. Center backs, bro. Like the more minutes they play together, the better the partnership, bro. Even if they're conceding a goal or two, they will grow better, you know. And they're still young enough. I mean, the oldest of the two is actually Rob Holding, shockingly enough, right? Carantini at left back, I think, come back and get 60 minutes in you know and then bring him off I feel in midfield is where we should see a change right because Xhaka hasn't played up to his levels and he seems a little bit tired a little bit more discontent Xhaka where just for putting him back in his place just a little bit a game off bro and it'll also be good for him to come back into with something to prove against Benfica it's the type of player that gets Miguel the performance he needs in type in these type of games Danny Ceballos has been levels he looks like a man that actually wants to stay at Arsenal and even go you know in the Spanish squad for the Euros so it's like bro give him more game time the fitter he is the better it is for us down the line you know especially if he does stay with us that could be the perfect partner for Partey you know an eight next to a six like Partey that's perfect you know what I'm saying Odegaard I feel should start in the 10 Emil Smithrow get a game off you know he's been moved around to the left side for a game I feel if anything the kid deserves to just breathe a bit you know for him it's not even putting him in his place it's allowing him to look at things circumspectly and just be like you know what look where, where I am knowing where I started the season let me finish it strong and he could be the match winner for us against Benfica with just that little bit of a break you know instead of putting him under pressure against City underperforming maybe a little bit and then it gets to him I'm thinking the same thing for Saka yet he's in such fine form that it's the type of game where we gotta play him against Shitty because he's a match winner that little chili bro and let him go at it you know let's let's put this thing to bed full forward and or, or Bukaya Saka, you know what I'm saying? Let's put it to bed and let's get the results. You know, so I'd love to see him start, bring him off, you know what I'm saying? This minute. Otherwise, if it really is a thing where we have all eyes on Benfica and Miguel really wants to make a change, it would be great to see Pepe get that run out because he'll terrorize City with something to prove, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm in between the two, bro. As I do this right now, I'm like, I'd love to see Pepe start, but, you know, a little chilly, man. That's the homie, so hey, man. On the left side, I'd love to see Martinelli get a run out because there's a lot of talk of maybe Aubameyang starting on the left. I think after missing those two setters, bring him in late in the game, bro. Don't don't put pressure on him to start telling him we're wrapping you in Cotton War for Benfica. We'll bring you in just to give you a little run out. Maybe a chance falls to you. That would be great. It's like a Z down the middle. And it might give us something to think about for the Benfica game. Maybe Aubameyang down the left for a game, you know, knowing let's overpower Benfica. You know, it's our home tie, although we'll be playing away. Let's let's go all in, you know. Let's go all in and try win that. But let's deal with this game first, you know. <laughs> so it'll be Matt Ryan on the bench, Cedric Suarez, David Luiz, Callum Chambers, Granit Xhaka, Emil Smith Rowe with Pepe, Ngeti and Aubameyang on the bench. I've gone for a 1-1 Arsenal draw because I'm feeling with some changes we can actually surprise them. 
the right changes we can actually get the, the result the win you know otherwise if we play our first team i see them maybe beating us comfortably so it's in between there where i'm like uh, i'll stick with the draw don't take my don't take my pick for your for your bet way or whatnot this week dog because that one is tough for this game don't have that that's not in the pick six at all shoddy but otherwise, I'm, I'm predicting a pretty open game, an entertaining game at the very least for us. You know, we need one of those scout potentially. So we know our guys, when there's something on the line, they perform, they come to they come to the party. So without Thomas party, let's pray we get a positive result. Let me just check again, kickoff time. Did we make note of that? I don't think we did. But yeah, I think kickoff time was supposed to be slated for 6.45 Sunday. So yeah, it's a Sunday kickoff, man. We know how that goes. Go to church, say your prayers, pray for the arsenal. If you're not going to church, pray for the arsenal still. Otherwise, thank you for joining us. This has been when Highbury was home, a live booth podcast presentation. I'm your host, True Story. Thank you for joining us. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review us on all DSPs where you consume your digital media content. Let us know who you think should play in this game. Should we take it seriously? Should we go with the B team, the first team? You know what I'm saying? Um, prediction, Predictions when it comes to the score and that. Otherwise, you know how that goes. You know how the story ends. Come on, you gooners. Come on, you gooners. Let's get the win, man. Peace.